are now walking in the hurts world. You are now walking into hurts world. Aye. Discussion that we need to hear. Topics they be scared to touch. Potters say we do too much. Hurt, I think they scared of us. Meaning this is filled with hits. How you turned up like a jit. You are now in Hurt's world. If you love a hatchet chick, you are now in Hurt's world. 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 This is Amelia. And right now, you're in the mix with my daddy. Casual. Turn up. Turn up. Messing up the game. Told him it was good, so you knew it was some pressure. Yeah. Burning up the spot, popping up, just being extra. All in my comments, on fake pages, being messy. Blocked the n- number just to make sure he don't text me. Bye. On that demon time, board this or to something cold. Mm. Put that guac on him, got him curling up his toes. He me in my system, I really put it on him. Energize a bunny, we be going till the morning. Yo, snatch. His soul. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home, and my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back I just I just think it's funny how it goes Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show And I started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now my whole team Yeah, I started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now the whole team Yeah, started from the bottom, now we here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Young thug, get down on the grind. Let me see what you're working with. Put it in your mind. Wipe it out. Sweet tone. Represent the side. Ten thousand on the top and on the bottom of my mind. Wipe it out. When your wife don't wipe too rough. The gal on my phone, you can't get enough. Wipe it out. For that penitentiary meat, I'm the on the street. Ain't got some Oakland, California in my foot. Wipe it out. Young, I hog in them like a bulldog. Up for the DA judge and the black dog. Wipe it out. 190 in the village, this my century. Cause I'm on white man, cause I'm on white man, cause I'm on white man, cause I'm on 
is Candace. Please listen to my daddy. He needs this job because I want everything. Thank you.
If you know me, know this ain't my first way. Certified everywhere, ain't got a printed resume. Take out LA. Talk crazy, I pull up underlay. RP to Nate, dog. I had to regulate. Pocket rocket fire, watch him disintegrate. It's a short load, can make no world and of course the mini mix is exclusively brought to you by Lakeisha Henderson with Watch Your Realtors SPM. If you're looking to buy, sell, rent, commercial and residential properties in Tennessee, you have to get with Lakeisha Henderson. Shoot her an email, let her know what you're looking for at ownit901 at gmail.com. You can check out everything she has to offer on her website, lakeisha-henderson.thehomebuyerschoice.com. Dot com. And when you get a hold to Lakeisha, be sure to tell her Casual and Big Herc sent you, all right? Make sure you check us out next week for our big anniversary special. Big Herc's been doing this thing for a year. I've been along the whole ride, so I appreciate him for letting me join him in his journey. And you know me. I want you to keep it casual, cherish always, salvation, unity, and life. Until next week, I'm out. Big Herc, what you got for him this week? But uh, I told you the stories about how we, how we took care of ourselves with Roots. I just told you a story about the onion and the sock. So I tell the stories of our culture and our ways of being. And y'all know how we do. It's me, man, the Big Hurt. And you tuned in to Hurt's World, man. Season 4, episode 1. That's weird to say. Like, damn, I mean, y'all, y'all have really been rocking with this. Almost 50 episodes. This is episode 49. Um, so, of course, next week is a big week, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but I just want to thank my guests from last week. Uh, shout out to Coach Mo, Tease, and Bria for kicking it with me on Herc's World. If you did not go back, if you did not hear that episode, or you have not seen some of the clickables or sound bites, make sure you go on YouTube, check them out. Make sure you check the um, podcast out. Make sure you follow some of this, some of that podcast um, on all platforms and support that podcast. Also, like I said last week, that will not be the last time you see Coach Mo, Teach, or Bree on Hurts World, man. Uh, but it was all—it's always fun to collab with other um, content creators and kind of just sit back and let them take control. Because I know I do a lot of talking, and y'all used to them. Y'all used to me. So it was kind of cool to be on the other side of all that. But anyway, um, this week we have another amazing, amazing episode. This one's called Preventive Maintenance. I'm not going to tell y'all why right now, um, just because I want to leave y'all in suspense. So we're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back with more Hurts World. 
Hey people, it's the Big Hurt, host of Hurt's World. He's a real nice fella. Hurt's World is a safe space for any and everyone to come talk about the different issues and things that affect our culture. From love and relationships, to mental health and wellness, to pop culture, Hurt's World is here to speak on. Check us out on YouTube or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Also, if you would like to promote your business on Hurt's World, please email us at hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. Again, that's hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. It's time to start thinking about that spring and summer wardrobe. How about checking out some thrifted and vintage clothing at Thinking Thoughts Art. Catch great deals on music tees featuring Beyonce, Run DMC, Lady Gaga, Migos, and more. Check out their new original line. Get in on our motto, Waking Thinking. Wake up and be thankful for another day. Thinking Thoughts Art also has the new Waking Thinking Cut and Sew Bucket Hats. The new spring and summer 23 line is available starting April 1st. Check out the full selection online at thinkingthoughts-art.com. Yeah. Welcome back to Hurts, where I'm none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, to be hurt. And if she says it or not, y'all know the rest. Um, but before we went to break, I told y'all this episode is going to be called Preventive Maintenance. And the reason I decided to call it that is, you know, in January, we kind of hinted at we wanted to hear Hurts World. We wanted to see our, you know, we want to see everybody transition into better versions of themselves. So we did um, the whole series about financial literacy. We did the whole health um, episodes. Now we're gonna take we're gonna switch it up, and we're gonna talk about taking care of your body and your mind. So what better way um, than to call this episode preventive maintenance? And let's just say. I think I got two of the dopest individuals um, in the city of Memphis uh, to come on and holler at me. One of them um, I've known for a while. She's a um, she is a interesting soul, and I say interesting in the greatest way ever because her vibe is so contagious, uh, infectious, and it's just like you want to be around her. The other one. Um, who may or may not have may or may or may not have looked at me sideways um, before we started uh, recording has an equal amount of dopeness, and her energy um, is contagious. Oh, and she was on the beach with Bay, and I told her like last time she was here that you know sliding her DMs, but y'all didn't do that, so she went and did it herself. But we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm gonna shut up and let these ladies introduce themselves. And we'll get straight into it. So y'all come off mute. Tell the people who you are. Greetings, everyone. I am Brittany Shelby Sestums. I am the youngest big mama or Madea that you will ever meet and owner of Charlotte and Pickens, which is an impact-driven wellness production company that seeks to lead people back to the land, kitchen, porch, and table for public well-being, and we specifically feature Southern folklore to engage and empower and to address various social challenges. Um, We also provide a product line uh, that is nature-based and nature-featuring, which is intentional to, to keep that mission forward, leading people back to the land, the kitchen, the porch, and the table for our health and wealth. Thank you, Herc. No problem. 
Ash, what's up? Um, first of all, we love black women in agriculture. So let's start there. I, I that wow, I don't even know how I'm supposed to follow up with that introduction, but I'm Ashley Lucas, affectionately known as the transformative therapist by my clients. Uh, I am a licensed master level social worker. I am actually in the process of becoming a licensed clinical social worker so that I can independently see clients on my own. Um, And I am glad to be back. I did an episode on grief uh, with her last year during a very um, sensitive time in my life. And by the way, I was looking at him sideways before we got on camera because I didn't know that this was going to be recorded for the World Wide Web on YouTube. And if I had, I would have gotten on here looking gorgeous like Miss Brittany. But, you know, we had our we had our conversation. So we're good. No, you are absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. I thank, you. Thank, thank you, Brittany. I, I, I said it already. I just have on a clear <laughs> lip gloss. You have on a clear lip gloss. That's it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, this is this is YouTube official. So let's get straight into it. Um, Brittany, Charlotte and Pickens, um, talk a little bit about how that started and where you, you know, how you started that journey. Absolutely. I initially began the company as This Lental Life. Um, actually, before I established that, it was a lot of names, but I solidified and established in This Lental Life, and I positioned it that way because um, I've just kind of been a nature baby, an earth kind of ambassador is what I call myself since I was little, um, like planting the ant bed, got ate up, couldn't, you know, getting ate up by mosquitoes, still going out there, just, just drawn to the land. And so I just um, began to share my life and my way. Um, I used to be 386 pounds, and I began to do research around uh, health, wellness, nutrition, um, diet, and those things. And I was able to lose over 100 pounds naturally. Um, thank goodness I've kept the most of it off. I just had a baby. so. <laughs> but I've been able to keep that off now. That was in 2013 that I threw all of my food away, um, out of my house, everything processed and began this journey of unlearning and relearning food ways. And so, uh, when I stepped into it, it was called this lentil life. And we ran under that for, uh, about a year and a half. And then on my birthday this year, I decided to name it uh, after my grandmothers. Um, and the time I had spent with a different with them at different points of my life. So one of them lived on Charlotte Road in Memphis, Tennessee, and the other lived on the 40-acre farm in Mason, Tennessee, um, which is Pickens Road. So the company is Charlotte and Pickens. <laughs> That's dope. Um, so, wow. So I, so I didn't know that, I, like, I, I follow you you know, sporadically on, on on the social media. I didn't know that you had a lot. I, I'd seen the weight loss, um, you know, so kudos to that. I probably have to. So, okay, I'm going to be honest. Me and, me and food got a healthy, unhealthy relationship. Um, I don't know if I can, that processed food be calling my name. I know it, I know it'd be killing me. It's probably uh, real, real bad, but. We got a love-hate relationship. Like they hate me, and I love them. So, what was what was it like trying to let go 
um, or like you said, relearning um, food? Um, I kind of think it was a calling. Um, again, I'm a nature-based baby, and so I, I, I truly think that my parents actually led a way for me to be healthy as a child. We, my mother and I moved to Mobile, and so my mother and my father there, they were very healthy. I remember my, my dad, I mean, as healthy as they could be for their age back then. We, we had to make sure we ate our broccoli and things like that. So when we moved back to Tennessee, um, you know, back to this part of the South and around my grandmothers and stuff specifically, cause my, my father lived in Mobile. My mom went to school there. And so, um, you know, Memphis, my granny was cooking fried chicken, mashed potatoes, you know, all the things. Then you get second, thirds, you get as much as you like. And so, um, when I got, when I became an adult, um, I moved into my own house and just, there's a journey of becoming your, yourself, right? And so, um, I started to notice through constipation, my digestion was off. And so, I'm like, okay, I haven't gone to the bathroom in about three days. This isn't normal. And so I just went down this rabbit hole and um, I think found myself exactly where I was supposed to be and then um, tied that into researching with family and stuff and just unlearn. So I threw those out because of that same relationship that you just talked about. We had a healthy, unhealthy relationship, 386 pounds of big girl. Um, and I mean, the way I was eating was just like, you know, ridiculous, too big and tasty as a fry, you know what I mean? And so I would say I was just ready, you know, and so I wanted to make that commitment. I want, I didn't want to be able to have any excuses. I'm a person who likes discipline. And so I figured if it wasn't there, um, I couldn't get it. And so I'm kind of like that about a lot of things. I just do it. I make a decision. I become disciplined and I started small, you know, just getting like lean. So I said, I'm just going to start with more greens and water. And that's what I did. It wasn't that I didn't have any processed food, but not as much early on. And next thing you know, it was second nature. I was taking my food to people's house and here we are. Okay. So actually, you know, like you, you mentioned the last time you hear, we were talking about grief. Um, this time we want to talk a little bit about the, the mind. Um, you being a, you know, therapist and in that line of work, what are some of the ways that you try to instill into your, you know, clients that, Hey, you got to take your mental health seriously. Um, I can even tell you how I do it for myself because I am a therapist who has a therapist and I tell my clients all the time or I tell people in general, if your client, if your therapist doesn't have a therapist or they've never been to therapy, you might want to reconsider if this is a person that you want to see. And I also kind of want to touch on something that Brittany said earlier about, you know, making the decision to do something and then being disciplined with it um, and kind of tying it into the mental health aspect of it all. Um, so I have been trying to stay away from processed foods as well. I think that we we grow up in the South, right? So we grow up with fried foods. So uh, fried chicken, fried pork chops, mashed potatoes, macaroni and cheese, rolls. Getting hungry, just talking you about it. You, you, are you trying to make me? Like, are you trying well, to make me? Listen, my stomach is rumbling. My stomach is rumbling. I gotta suffer. We all gotta suffer. Uh, you know, we're drinking the drinks and the and the the juices, and that's very normalized in Black culture, especially Southern Black culture. And I found myself realizing, like, 
you know, no shade to my family because, of course, I love them. But I found myself not wanting to be like them. Like, I didn't want to deal with the high blood pressure. I didn't want to deal with the diabetes. I didn't want to deal with the high cholesterol or just not feeling good, especially I, I have good issues as well, Brittany. So I definitely understand uh, where you're coming from. And so about a couple of years ago, um, I actually started working out with a personal trainer. And at first it was 100% on, I want a dump truck. That's all I want. I want a dump truck. I don't care about nothing else. I need to be making these stallion. That was a hundred percent. That was a hundred percent why I started personal training. And shout out to my trainer. Um, her Instagram is underscore Dionysia. She's bomb. Um, when I started working out with her, I quickly realized, like, no, it's a complete connection. It's mind, body, and soul. It's not just, oh, you get a dump truck and that's it. Like, you literally transform everything about you. And it became my therapy. I noticed that on the days that I didn't work out, I had a rough day mentally. Like, maybe I got frustrated a little bit. Um quicker than I would have if I did work out. And I noticed that, um, you know, when I would do my workout first thing in the morning, it set the tone for the entire day. And one thing that anybody, like any personal trainer will tell you, it's not just about getting in the gym and doing the work. Like you have to do the work in the kitchen. You have to do the work outside of the gym as well, which is something I tell my clients, you know, majority of the work that you do in therapy happens outside of the four walls of therapy. It happens outside of my couch. And I found myself, I found myself like, dad, I let go of Twinkies. I got to let go of Nutty Bars. You mean to tell me I can't cut open this thing of mashed potatoes, put the little warm water, mix it up, and just be done? Like, I, I got to, like, cook. I got to get in there and mat. Like, what? And true enough, it was very difficult to make the switch from fried foods to baked foods. It was very difficult. And my family would look at me like I was crazy with how I was eating. It was very difficult prioritizing my greens, like letting that be the first thing I eat on my plate at every family function, every meal prep. Um, but I did start small and I found myself starting to feel better internally. Um, and I said all of that to say, to set up the stage for the mental part of it all, you know, um, the preventative care in that space also looks like how can you be disciplined to take care of your mind? What things are you purposely engaging in? Like sneaking into that pantry and getting a couple of Twinkies because you just, what do we always say after we eat a large meal? I need some sweet. I can go some sweet. Right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in the same way that you would do that, what are you purposely doing mentally that's also contributing to bad mental health? So are you talking down on yourself when something frustrating happens? Are you um, not being kind to yourself because you made a mistake? You know, are you not meditating? Are you not utilizing coping skills? Are you not um, kind of setting yourself up to be the healthiest version of you? Notice I said healthiest version and not happiest version because everything that makes us happy is not healthy for us. Case in point, I have not had a Twinkie in two years and I am unhappy about that but I'm also the healthiest that I have ever been um so I definitely think from a mental aspect you have to incorporate um 
you have to incorporate the full body. So it's not just what can I do physically? It's what can I do mentally? It's what can I do emotionally? It's what can I do spiritually to fuel those parts of you um, to kind of be in the place where you can feel healthy? So what's up? Um, the male listeners want to know, um, did the dump truck come? Just, you know. You can answer that later if you want to, but because what's not gonna happen is my head getting pushed between the washer and dryer. So we're gonna move on to the next talking point and just know that you know the games. The games. I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay. Um. So we've are we we kind of established that her can be a little petty and messy. I can't tell nobody to slide nobody DMs this particular episode. Um. Because I'm scared of, let me stop saying I'm scared. I respect people's relationships, um, but I've seen Britney's husband, and he looked like he don't play that shit. So we're not going to, you know, play them type of games. But anyway, um, so, Britney, why do you feel like, um, well, why did you become a herbalist? Like, why herbs important to your body's your body's health? Okay, so my daughter is in the room now, so she doesn't want my help taking off her sock. Just disclaimer: if you hear, baby, just like you hear, baby. So, um, specifically, I think herbs are important because, um, for number one, every drug that you take is probably a um, uh, replica of it with some addition to it. Um, you know, certain of that. So, um, I mean, many reasons, right? So for the one thing is that we, we have the land, you know, and so when we talk about God, whatever your version of that is, um, providing for us, I often wonder why we don't trust it, you know, and specifically when it comes to, um, self-medicating and, um, as, Ashley said, it's part of our culture, um, even the food. And so when I speak about unlearning and relearning, um, literally placing myself in their context, um, and really I just took to it. I think there's someone in every family who's supposed to carry the tradition forward and keep the stories, and that's who I am. And so um, it's what we had. It's what we've always had is the land. You know what I mean? We didn't have health care. Uh, we, you know, black women were, you know, said that we could handle pain like we were uh, denied medicine. And, you know, we had to find creative ways to care for ourselves. And that involved our connection to the land, boiling roots, you know what I'm saying? And that we grew, you know, or that we found outside and we had to boil three times <laughs> because, again, that's the kind of people we are, you know. And so I think that it's important to just try that first. It's not that I'm against Western medicine or anything, but I've been able to accomplish it most times with herbs, with a plant. And I mean, it's unprocessed, it's unbothered, it's untapped. Um, and then you're able to say, look, I've I've tried God, I've sought God first with this, I've tried plants, and now I need um, the blessing of a gifted doctor, a doctor that God has put here on this planet to um, take this thing further because it's out of my hands, you know. And so um, just that connection to the land, that connection to the story, that connection to history, um, and just honoring who we are, being us as a people. Very well said. And and one of the things that I do, I do want to put out there, 
and when me and Brittany were, you know, talking about her coming on, anything that Brittany recommends or says is strictly Brittany's opinion, something that she, you know, developed and something that she recommends. She's not saying, hey, don't go to a doctor. Because I don't, I don't want, I don't want anybody or any of my listeners to think, oh, um, you know, I listen to Hearts World and she had somebody on there and she was just against West. They were both against, you know, Western medicine or whatever. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, talk to your one. Let me let me start. He said this. First off, take your ass to the doctor. That's just that's just that. Go to the doctor. Go get you a therapist. Those are one and two. What these ladies provide is assistance or help after you talk to that doctor or if the first therapist that you got didn't work or y'all didn't, you know, mesh well. You know, these are other things that you can do in conjunction with talking to your doctor and or your therapist. So by no means are we saying, are we saying, oh, just, you know, stop going to the doctor. Don't do that. Because that's why our uncles, daddies, grandmamas, aunties, cousins, and all these people are, you know, leaving the, leaving the earth so fast. Because, oh, I ain't going to the doctor. They trying to take my money. Maybe. But at least you know what you're dealing with going to the doctor. You know, I used to be like, no, nah, I don't need to go to the doctor. And then my dad died. So, oh, shit, maybe I do need to go to the doctor. Because, you know, he was, hel- he was healthier than I am, or, you know, in his version, but he ain't here. You know, and then it, people just slowly start to, to, you know, get up out of here. So we're not saying don't go to a doctor, don't see a therapist. These are things that help you on your, along your journey, along with talking to your doctor and or your therapist um, to make you a better person overall. Because if you, you know, just going back to the whole fitness thing, you can kill yourself in the gym. Trust me, I do it four or five times a week. But if you don't eat right, or you're not mentally right, or you know you you're not taking some of these 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 herbs or vitamins that you're supposed to take, it's not gonna work. You just you know you burning calories, but you're not really gonna see the results that you know you're looking for because you halfway doing the work. So you gotta you know 100% commit. And I'm gonna be honest with y'all, that's my problem. I'm 75% doing it. Like, I got the, the, I'm getting the mental part right. Um, shout out to my therapist, um, Dr. D. Berry. Um, I'm getting the, the, the gym part right. You know, doing two a days. It's just that I, I like food. Um, you know, I don't do fried food as much as I, as much as I used to, but, um, Steak got a steak and potatoes got a chokehold on my life, and you know we're gonna pray about it. But we're gonna go to break. Um, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Hurts World. Welcome back to Hurts World. I'm none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, that harlot is a liar. 
Um, so I'm talking to Ashley and Brittany today, and we are, you know, talking preventive maintenance for your body. Um, trying to get your body and your mind right so that, you know, 2023 can absolutely be the year that you conquer that goal or you elevate your life or you take on something um, that you didn't know you could. So before we went to break, we were talking about just putting everything together. Um, so we'll, we'll go here. In 20, it feels like 2020, maybe the end of 2019, um, COVID pretty much um, hit the United States with the backhand of all backhands and said, hey, sit y'all ass now. Um, I know with COVID, a lot of people um, were pushed into, you know, telehealth and therapy. But I also feel like a lot of people decided that, hey, you know, maybe I need to better examine myself and try to figure out who I am as a person. Um, You know, so a lot of people were getting into meditating and, you know, doing, you know, doing things of the earth and things like that. So how do y'all feel like COVID has changed um, y'all's way of y'all's ways of life in retro in retrospects of what y'all do? And Ashley, you can go first. So the question was, how do I feel like COVID has changed like my way of life in general? Yeah. And, you know, with your clients and all that. So interestingly enough, um, I actually did not start seeing clients in a group practice setting until COVID happened. So I didn't start seeing clients um, until 2021. Um, At the time, I was working full time as a hospital social worker. And if you know anything about COVID, you know that hospital workers got the raw end of the deal during COVID. And so... Uh, One thing that I will say about how COVID has impacted me on a personal level, um, I really think that it shifted the dynamic in which and how I view my own health. I think that um, I don't know how old everybody is on the screen, but I will be turning 30 in August. And so I'm part of the millennial group where YOLO. You only live once. You know what I'm saying? So with you only living once, we're going to go and we're going to have a blast. We're going to drink until we can't drink anymore. We're going to smoke until we can't smoke anymore. We're going to live dangerous because you only live once. And while I definitely was not in that type of a space by the time COVID hit, because, you know, I had bigger responsibilities or whatever Tommy Pickle said. So I can't be doing all of that. Um, I will say that I was living kind of fast and loose just in the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm young and I definitely get to enjoy my life. Um, and COVID hitting really put things into perspective for me. And I think a lot of people feel like just because we're not mandated to wear masks anymore, because we don't have to social distance anymore, because flights to Cali are no longer $85, that everything has gone back to normal and, you know, we can do whatever it is, but people suffered people lost themselves they lost family members like the world shifted during COVID and it's it has not gone back to how it used to be and I know for me I realized like wow I really do I really do take my life for granted like I really do take the gifts that God has given me for granted I really do take that body that I have for granted and so and also during 2020 because we were that was quarantine um 
I was eating everything that I what I shouldn't be eating. Like I was definitely at Pyro's every day. I was at Subway every day. Chick-fil-A, I had about 5,000 points on my app because I was there every single day. And so after COVID hit and I realized like, wow, I really do have to be healthy. It just put things into perspective for me to be about the talk that I was actually putting out there. Like I didn't want to be a, um, a fraud to my clients preaching to them that, you know, this is what you can do to be healthy. And I'm not doing those things. So I take my health in five aspects. So my physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And this is the same type of check-in I do with my clients. I check in with myself. Okay. I'm in a mood. Okay. Well, did you eat today? Did you drink enough water today? Did you go to the bathroom? Did you hold your PM for a long time and it made your stomach hurt? You know, I do a mental check-in. You know, how are you feeling today? Um, I do an emotional check-in. Where are your emotions today? One of my favorite questions that I ask myself is, um, oh, how do I phrase it? Um, Where's the pain today? Is how I ask myself that mental question. Where is the pain today? Um, and then, of course, spiritually, I always start my mornings, you know, in prayer. You know, I'm reading my devotional. I'm listening to a sermon or, you know, to gospel music or something like that. Um, and in doing that, I have realized, like, okay, now I'm starting to really care for myself. Now I'm really starting to walk the walk instead of just talk the talk. How I've seen it impact my clients is anxiety. They've been so anxious. Um, and just like I said, just because we're no longer wearing masks and we don't have to stand six feet apart anymore, it doesn't mean that all of those symptoms went away. And while a lot of my clients have kind of gone back to how they felt prior to COVID, I do realize there is some residual anxiety there. It's like, you know, I want to do all these things. I want to live my life the way I want to live my life. But what happens if this one thing happens or what happens if that one thing happens? And it kind of just goes back to, I don't have control over my life, so it makes me freak out. Um, but I, I definitely will say that while COVID was a horrible thing that happened to the world, it really put things in a more positive perspective for me because I don't know if I could be this person that I am right now had COVID not sat me down, had COVID not made me realize like your mama's life can be gone in a second. Your dad's life can be gone in a second. Your life could be gone in a second. You're not gonna make me feel old on my show, um, baby. Anyway, um, you are you. you I'm FYI, I turned thirty six in like two weeks. Um, so, I, if y'all just want to give birthday gifts, thought I thought it out there. But Brittany, hey, I'm saying happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> I'm, I'm still six years older, and well, I really- kind of feel like that. I kind of feel like that yellow thing is. Um, I be yoloing when I ain't supposed to be yoloing. See there. Look, it'll make, I'll tell y'all in a second. Brittany, how has COVID changed things for you? Uh, COVID um, is what propelled me to where I am right now. Um, I um, consider it uh, And see, this is why we like YouTube because we're not gonna edit that part out. Baby's gonna be babies, and this is the raw and uncut. So y'all gonna y'all gonna like. listen anyway. 
baby wanted to be on the show. She wanted to be on her twelve too. Listen, that's fine. So I think um, COVID was one of the greatest things that could have happened because it, um, like Ashley said, um, positioned us to hasten to his eats, whatever you call that thing's throne, right? Um, and it's one of those things where out of darkness come light, you know, like all of the loss and all of those things, um, I think are things we're living with every day, um, whether we stop to realize that. And um, for me, I mean, I'm just, I'm an old soul, I'm a granny. So I've kind of always been a spiritual person. I've always been um, tapped in. I, I was born this way. I was baptized at three. It's just kind of who I am. So wellness, um, health, uh, love, service are just at the core of my very being from, you know, just that's just who I am, you know. And so COVID propelled me to where I am because in January, uh, my company, I guess it, we may have seen it coming. I'm not sure. I worked in freight. I was a freight broker for three years and um, my company laid off about six of us. And then I got unemployment and they wanted me to go to like some class or something where I couldn't like um, have my phone all day or something like that. And I was like, well, I didn't plan on this and I have no way to tell anybody that I'm just not going to have my phone for the day. And so they canceled my benefits. COVID happened. I mean, literally my benefits may have been like, they cut all that off maybe like March 12th and then... I think COVID, we were we were deemed in quarantine like March 17th or something like that. Um, after that, my syrups just flew. They were the thing that held people together in COVID, that people trusted. At first, when it happened, that what was it, December of 2020 or 2021 when it happened, um, everybody kept getting like upper respiratory infections was the thing. Like people were coming to buy syrup and lows because of upper respiratory infections, but they wouldn't go away. You know what I mean? It was like, I've had an upper respiratory infection forever, but it just won't go away. And so gratefully people started saying my syrups helped them. And so, I mean, COVID just pushed me on up. And so for me, COVID was a, you know, a sign that we have been, not honoring God, not connecting with God, not um, spending time with nature, not spending time with ourselves, too busy to stop and appreciate, um, too busy to stop to be a steward over any life uh, force that is not human, uh, you know, um, too busy to give, too, get, too busy to serve, too busy to love, too busy to commune with family, until it was all gone, you know, like now you can't, you know, and so I think that it was one of the greatest things that could have happened because, I mean, ever since they unlocked the world back up, people have been spending time together. And I'm not saying, you know, that, that things aren't balanced. Like, there's still bad happening, specifically in our city, y'all. We know that Memphis goes through a lot. But um, the balance to that is so many beautiful things have come out of it. People have, like you said, come back into themselves, back into family, and back into awareness and consciousness and not just going through like they have conditioned us to. Um, we've noticed the problem and I think we're working um, collectively to correct it. I never, so I've never heard COVID described like that. Like I, I guess I kind of looked at COVID as kind of like 
all bad. I never really saw like the good that came out of COVID. Um, you know, because like when I was when COVID hit me um, or hit, you know, for me, it was kind of like I kind of went into or I learned that I need people. Like as crazy as that sounds, I needed I need social interaction. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, I get to stay in the house all day by myself. Oh, I'm great. And, you know, for like the first two days, I was cool. But by like the middle of day three, I was like, so I can't like see nobody. Like I got to look at the same people. Like I, like I love my son, you know, I love my ex-wife, but I, I got to see them like all day. And it, 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 for like, every, for, we don't separate. Okay. Let me call like, okay. I, you can only play so many games on the Xbox. Um, you know, so that's when I figured out I needed human interaction um but it also kind of made me do a lot of um soul searching trying to figure out like why do i crave attention the way i you know crave attention is it a good thing or a bad thing um and then i realized working from home probably ain't for me um because i need people or i like people and if you give me a work from home job it's a pretty good chance I'm gonna do job. I'm gonna do my job for the first maybe two hours of the day, and then I'll be playing Xbox. So, um, but no. So, but the way you describe COVID, po- like post COVID, is is kind of like how it how it was, like how it is. It's like, hey, when you were quarantined inside your home, where you couldn't go anywhere, you had to, you know, pretty much sit down and understand yourself and get to know yourself. You you do appreciate going over to Big Mama House. You do appreciate, you know, going outside watching your kids play. You do appreciate the the different relationships that you build or that you're building, you know, with your partner or other people. You know, so I, I feel like that was that's a that was a great take on, you know, um the good side of COVID. Because COVID was bad, but it wasn't all bad. Um I wanna comment on something that you said a second ago. You said, I don't know why, but I need people. And you seemed really sad. I'm pretty sure, like, like retrospectively, you're like, oh, man, it's crazy. I need people. But hearing that is so wild to me because we do need people. And there shouldn't be a surprise behind that. What you shame know? behind the issue? No shame. Yeah, no. I completely agree. You know, mental health saw a probably one of the largest increases in the need for mental health services during COVID. And it wasn't just because people were, you know, dying at alarming rates, you know, people were forced into quarantine. People were forced into being by themselves and humans. We, we, we are biologically wired to have interactions with other humans. We need to be touched. We need to be talked to. We need to be validated. Um, And I think because we live in a society where, they can come off as clingy or it can come off as needy or, you know, and since, since we're in Memphis, you know, uh, where the mantra is, nobody needs nobody. It's weird when you, it's weird now when you're forced to say, damn, I really do need somebody that, that ain't what, that ain't what they told me. You know what I'm saying? And so 
I wonder how many people, men specifically, because and that's a whole different topic, but I wonder how many people, men specifically, found themselves feeling the exact same way that you did. Like, damn, I really do need people. Like, I and I wouldn't even say that it's you needing attention or or uh, however you phrase it before. I I really just think that we were never meant to be by ourselves and going to a spiritual aspect. That is the whole reason why Eve was created. You know, I, God did not want Adam to roam this earth alone. So that was a pretty interesting comment that you made. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. I also want to know, like literally it was good. I was going to say, I want to comment on something Ashley just said um, there. I don't think there should be any shame surrounding needing or wanting attention. It's a part of being human. That's why we have tools like service, love, um, honor. Like people are supposed to feel, I mean, these different array of feelings and I mean, whatever you call them, values. But I think a part of, um, you know, that's an attention seeker. I mean, well, yeah, sometimes I am. I mean, when I graduate college, I want you to clap it up. You know, when I buy my home, I want you to give me gifts. And when it's my birthday, hype me up. Yes, I want all lights on me. That's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? We have to yeah. become okay with that being a part of life. Now, if you get a little bit, when them scales, like Anita Baker said, sometimes are unbalanced, even yourself back on, make sure you ain't egoing too much. But there's nothing wrong with that. There, There is nothing, there's no harm in that, if you will, you know? That's okay. I 100% agree. I agree. Well, no, like, so, and, and then it was kind of like, so me personally, and this, I can only speak for me, um, y'all know the, the job that I do pretty much is centered around human interaction, and I'm pretty good at my job, so I've been told. Um, but when I was unable to kind of like do my job, I had to do my job over the phone. It was kind of like, how am I establishing that like human connection? And, you know, that was, in my opinion, that's what makes me so good at my job because I can't establish that human connection. Like I connect with, you know, people on wherever, like wherever they are. And, you know, I know, you know, we talked a little bit about code switching a couple weeks ago. I can code switch like, come up. I can go from, hey, man, so you going to get this? Or, hey, so, you know, basically you told me this, this, and this, and this is what I'm going to do for you. And it's just all about that human interaction and being able to just be like, yeah, okay, I need this and I need that. You know, so um, for any male listeners out there, um, if you don't have a therapist, find your therapist. For any females out here listening, because for whatever reason, um, the ladies are outranking the guys um, in the rankings as far as, like, listeners. I appreciate y'all. Um, I really do. But go get y'all a therapist. Um, so we're going to go to another break, and we'll be right back with more Hearts World. Um, just because Y'all may need to marinate on that. You know, guys, y'all can't let the women win everything. 
Hey people, it's the Big Hurt, host of Hurt's World. He's a real nice fella. Hurt's World is a safe space for any and everyone to come talk about the different issues and things that affect our culture. From love and relationships, to mental health and wellness, to pop culture, Hurt's World is here to speak on. Check us out on YouTube or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Also, if you would like to promote your business on Hurt's World, please email us at hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. Again, that's hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. It's time to start thinking about that spring and summer wardrobe. How about checking out some thrifted and vintage clothing at Thinking Thoughts Art. Catch great deals on music tees featuring Beyonce, Run DMC, Lady Gaga, Migos, and more. Check out their new original line. Get in on our motto, Wake and Thinking. Wake up and be thankful for another day. Thinking Thoughts Art also has the new Wake and Thinking Cut and Sew Bucket Hats. The new spring and summer 23 line is available starting April 1st. Check out the full selection online at thinkingthoughts-art.com. Yeah. Welcome back to Hurts, where I'm none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host to be hurt. And if she says I'm not, she's a liar. Um, we are talking to Ashley and Brittany today. Uh, we are getting your body and your mind right as far as um, the different topics that we're speaking about today. So, self-care. I hear that word a lot. Um, and I've heard it a lot in the last four or five years. Um, People here, or people people self-care differently. Um, In y'all's opinion, and y'all can just answer however y'all want, is there a right or a wrong way to self-care? Whoever wants to go first can go first. We'll We'll let our therapist tag that one first. Oh, man. So, Herc, you had me until you said, is there a right or wrong way to self-care? Because on one hand, and I'm I'm definitely a therapist who says two things can be true at the same time. Like, literally, I say this in every session. So, I feel like on one hand, there isn't a right or wrong way to self-care. You know, self-care is basic rejuvenation. It's recharging yourself. Um, it's literally incorporating a routine in your life where you are kind of refueling, uh, redirecting energy, doing things that make you feel good on those spaces, you know, physical, mental, emotional, so on and so forth. However, I do think that people can have engage in, they can engage in behaviors that are not healthy and call them self-care. Um, and this is where it looks, this is kind of where it, it taps into like, you know, addiction or self-sabotage or, you know, kind of just anything that is harmful to you. So to answer your question, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to self-care, but I do want to emphasize that self-care is positive and it's healthy, positive and healthy, just because. So I can't snort a lot no, I snort, who snorting coke? This this ain't um the eighties, <laughs> so I can't say like so because I I like to have a drink every Sunday. That's not self care. So I'm gonna take my therapist hat off and I'm put my homegirl hat on. Um, okay. Her wait. Wait. 
as a therapist, I do not recommend the use of alcohol or drugs as a means to cope. Okay. However, I am a woman who works as I saw uh, by day. I am a social worker in a children's hospital. I see a lot of things that are very hard to stomach. I hear a lot of things that are very hard to stomach. On Sundays or Saturdays, especially with the sun out, I like to get all cute and dressed up and go out to brunch. I'm infamously known as the brunch babe because I'm going to get me a mimosa by the bottle. Um, you know, and then there are some days where <laughs> there are some days where I enjoy a glass of wine after a very long week. Um, I do not encourage that drinking and or doing drugs can be self-care. Um, but if that is how you unwind, then by all means, just make sure that you are doing it responsibly because we want to be safe and healthy. So for all the people that are simple, slow, um, drink in moderation. Don't drink to get drunk. Tip your bartender, and if you're in a strip club drinking, stop it too. Pretty go ahead. It'll make sense in a minute. It's, it's gonna make sense. Uh, they know what I'm talking about. Self care. So, um, I I'm careful to call um much of anything right and wrong. I don't really see um. I mean, I I know that there are extremes and they're there. But I like to use the verbiage or the language, um, a better approach, you know. Um, and so I think like Ashley, um, there can be many things true at one time. And my favorite saying is I look at things from three perspectives. That's a high, a mid and a low. Right. Um, and so me, myself, I come from country women. I'm just going to tell you, I like whiskey. I'm going to have a drink. <laughs> And I can probably drink you on the table if I'm being, uh, if we out, you know what I'm saying? We have, I'm about to have, I'm about to party hard. I am your cafe woman, but I'm also well. And so that's not every day. That's not during the week. I might have a glass of wine, like Ashley said, that's, res that's responsible. Um, you know what I mean? I think there is a difference um, between um, having fun or recreation and like Ashley said, when you've tethered over that line into the addiction and um, this is how you function daily. This is what you're starting your days with, this unhealthiness. And then in terms of self-care, um, because I think that um, self um, is who we are. We come in this world as self, um, for self, providing for self through the channel of family's help and all these things because we cannot provide all we need for ourselves when we get here, right? And so that alone for me says that there is community. And so, of course, I'm going to take it on back because I know my ancestry. I'm Nigerian at the root. And so African people are about community, right? And so I am going to correct myself so that I can forward it and serve my community, right? So it's not just for myself, but it's so I can honor those who are to come after me and those who already paved the way for me. Right. And so I actually wrote a post not long ago, and I'm going to read it to you all. And it said, um, boundaries are for you. 
Like, no doubt they are. Yeah, you know, you can't set boundaries for what other folk can do, um, can't do, and you can only set them for what you will and won't allow in your life. And so I say that this does not mean that people will still not do things that are outside of your boundaries. But that when and if that happens, you handle it accordingly amongst yourself. And I think personally that um, if you set a boundary, um, it's your job um, to honor yourself and to not allow, but to also communicate your boundary to me in a benevolent way. You don't get to bogart with your boundary. You know what I mean? You got people who be like, oh, well, you crossed the boundary. They ain't never told you. You know what I mean? So I think this self-care thing, and what I'm saying, for lack of a better word, gets blurred. You know what I mean? um, Mental health even, um, sometimes people can tend to use it as a tool of excuses. You know what I mean? And I I just like to remind people that when you're going to therapy, when you're doing your healing work, when you're sitting with yourself in reflection, like Ashley said, your work continues outside of that reflection. So now you have to enact and enable that. And so when you arrive at a boundary or you arrive at something for yourself, I think it is our duty to share that with community, to communicate that, to speak forth because Folk out here crossing lines and boundaries that they don't know are there and relationships that are important are being severed. Um, and I think I don't think the village can afford it. And so I just hope that um, anyone who is practicing self-care, whether that be going out for those drinks and partying, like Ashley and I say we like to do a brunch or whatever those things are, um, journaling, meditating, juicing. Of course, diet is going to keep your mind very clear and you know, all the clarity in the world um, that you just remember and that you are charged to still be amongst your community. So we're not getting well and saying, how cool my family because they, because as we develop tools, what happens? I think that our spiritual growth expands, you know, and we can withstand a little more because we are now more aware. So it's kind of like raising a baby. We know better now. They still don't. And so in you know cultivating a well space um i think some girth is one of the rewards and you know i guess girth could look like patience or you know taking you a few deep breaths before you go into these but i think that we just need to be mindful of cultivating the self to drive the the culture forward you know what i mean it's it's not just for you that is not who we are as african people Dropping fucking knowledge. I told y'all when this started, there was going to be some knowledge drop, and I got two of the dopest individual, two two of the dopest individuals in Memphis to drop fucking knowledge. And if you didn't catch that, rewind it and listen to it again. That whole that whole little segment, just just hit rewind and listen to it again, um, because there were so many like gems that you could pull out of both out of what both these ladies said to the point where it's like it 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 doesn't it don't if it don't make sense to you you're not listening or you're not trying to make it make sense you're trying to find fault 
you're trying to block your blessings, as I like to say. Um, you know, so if nothing else, you're gonna. I feel like everybody's gonna pull something from this episode um, to better themselves as a person. Whether it's said by Brittany, whether it's said by Ashley, whether it's said by me in a joking way, because y'all know I like to play, um, you still gonna get something from this episode. So, um, Miss Brittany, farming and you know getting your getting your foods together. What's the best and safest way to get fresh fruit and vegetables? Your own garden. (laughs) Your own garden. (laughs) Growing your own food. And then after that, find you a black farmer, if you can, or become a black farmer by growing your own food. Um, or shop with a local farmer if you can. Local farmers market because you're gonna get the most nutritious food that is uh, most times picked when it's ripe. It's not traveling all of these miles and um, causing all these carbon emissions and polluting the air. Short distances, slow food, slow fashion, slow life. <laughs> so, and also if you grow your own food, you can get fiber from that. So, um, grow your own. Grow your own or shop local. <laughs> so I'm gonna be honest, um, and I and I'm just gonna be as transparent as possible. Um, they asked me the other day, cause so there's a every in, in the neighborhood we live in, everybody has this these trees in their yard, and I was driving home and I said. Did our tree just like like what what the hell did that tree come from? And I was like, they were like, it's the same tree that's been there. I was like, no, it's a, I was like, they got to be a different tree. Like it's it looked different. She said it sprouted. I said, oh, and she's like, so we gonna get out there and and you know pour the you know get get some gardening on? I said, man, I don't have nobody's green thumb. I'm not gonna pretend that I got somebody's green thumb. My grandma and my granddaddy did that. They didn't pass that on to me. I don't even like cutting the grass. Like, if, like I, I will pay someone faithfully. Like, hey, it's $50 every two weeks. Here you go. Pay it up for the next two months. I'm not, I'm not cutting no grass no more. I did that when I was little, when I was younger. Um, I'll cut as much grass as I'm going to cut. Green thumb is not, green thumb is not for me. So somebody will point me in the direction of a great uh, local farmer market or a black farmer to get, you know, um, all my stuff. I do that. But her don't have a green thumb, and I don't think it's in me. You don't have to have a green thumb. Nature is God. It grows itself. You're just being a steward. You just want this is a chance. Nature be... Okay, I thought I had a bad connection. So, yeah, you don't have to have a green thumb. This whole plant daddy, plant mama, that's just something we say because it's it's affectionate, you know? It's affectionate. But outside don't need us for shit. We are consumers. Outside (laughs) is producers. 
that shit will grow if you don't do nothing. And so what we have to think about is we've domesticated it. If you're not growing in the ground, you're growing in the pie. And so now you do have to make sure it gets water and those things because just like a animal from outside, you're training it up in a way that it is not able to run rampant. You know what I mean? So um, that's just it. That's the first thing you got to do. And then um, come to some garden classes. There'll be a lot more going on as the season is coming in. Come over to my house. I can use help. Um, <laughs> you know, just just start small. Grow one plant. Buy one from the store. See if you can um, grow one just as an act of giving back. Also, gardening is a physical exercise. Farming is physical exercise. Farming is therapy. Um, it literally is being face-to-face -face with God, a very reciprocal relationship. If you feel like people don't give back to you, it's a real example of God never leaves you nor forsakes you, okay? As you breathe in and out, the plants is giving you oxygen, you're giving back dioxide, and it's just a real mutual harmonious connection going on. So there are many things that you can use it for, but first, you don't have to have the green thumb. And you also don't have to grow. I'm not convinced you to grow. But local, shop local. Keep the farmers in business. But don't try to be cheap because you know farming is hard. Like you just said, you ain't trying to do it. So when the farmer be like, okay, because I'm going to be honest, farmer's markets are a little more expensive, you know. The farmer's eggs are a little more expensive. They are fucking worth it, though. But, you know, you you might pay the dollar or two for an, an onion. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody hands been on especially if it's a small size farmer you know what i mean um pay pay the farmer pay the black farmers first you know but if it's a little more pricey then you know you're getting a better quality of food you're getting all of the nutrients i think it's worth it so just try and two you got children you you might have a person in your generation that like me is a replacement of somebody down the bloodline who is here to you know, revive that. Brittany, let, let me just say, you know, because you're, you're giving very much like, you know, Earth Mama, and I love it. I do. So you know what you're talking about. I'm not trying to discredit you. But two times in my life, I've had a plant, and I did everything that the little instructions told me to do. I put the little seed, I had the little dirt, put a little water, gave it a little sunshine. And do you want to know what happened? Not shit. You want to know why? Nothing grew. You want to know why? I, I don't know. And to, this, and, to, and to this day, I'm still mad. I, I, I think I, the first time it happened, I had to have been like second, third grade. And it was a school project. And I did everything that all of my classmates did. And I put it, I had it outside at first. Then I put it on my windowsill. And for six months, it was nothing but just dirt. And I eventually said, you know what? This is not for me. So I don't know how I, that, like that, plus the fact that I don't like bugs. I'm not a um, grass person or anything. Something flies by me. I start screaming like a four-year-old. Um, so that's not my ministry. I want it to be, right? Like I, I literally picture my life, you know, having a little garden outside like Jody's mom did on Baby Boy. But I can't grow shit, and I don't like bugs. So how how do you expect for someone like me to, you know, be a plant mommy and grow my own strawberries? You can start small. You don't really have to even be out there, to be honest. And, um, like, it's, it's not a lot of, like, at home, right? You're not going to run a farm. So you're not, you won't really be out there dealing with bugs. 
But also, instructions on plants be wrong as a motherfucker. At the store sometimes. Yeah, like one will tell you we need full sun and it, it, it really probably just need full light, meaning there's a crop to cover it because the sun is really, really hot. You know, we in the south, humid and hot. So a lot of times plants here just probably need a little bit of light. And as long as they have light uh, from the sun, they can use that. So, I mean... And, and two, you got tools. You're a therapist. I bet you, you really could get out there and really find a relationship with nature because you know how to meditate. You know how to sit with the thought and just observe what's happening around you. And I'm going to tell you, I I get ate up by bugs real bad. Mosquitoes, ants, all that stuff. But I use like repellents and stuff like that because I ain't just fond of bugs, but I know they out there. You know what I mean? They, they be on our food when we buy it, you know? So, I think just working on cultivating a relationship. But also, start small. Herbs can be grown indoors. You know, like your rosemary, which you can use for hair growth and all these other things. Rosemary, basil, um, sage. Those things can be grown like a windowsill in the house. And the main thing is you want that dirt very light and airy. You don't want to pack it down. Because think about it as a... It's just like a mom's womb. You know, I don't know if you have children, Ashley, but when you have a baby, sometimes they will place oil at right at the entryway for the baby to come out with more ease. It's the same with the soil. Make it as light as you can so that it's able to push through. You know what I mean? And so it's about practice. I burnt up my phone, my whole um, kale the first year and, and was sad. And it taught me acceptance. Loss is going to happen. Death happens. Um, you know, and just try it in. I killed the whole slew of kale. Oh, I I probably kill an unkillable plant. Um, I have also not yet pushed a baby out of my coochie, but I love that um that comparison. That like I love that. I love that. So I'm a, I'm gonna keep that in the back. They meditate first. Just be like, okay, I feel a bug. I feel some crawling, but I'm I'm just observing. <laughs> I'm going to try. I cannot make you any promises. I forget that I have this tattoo on my shoulder sometimes and will slap the shit out of myself because I think it's a bug. So, I'll try. It's a try. <laughs> I just want y'all to realize that Ashley took off the therapist hat real quick and put on the homegirl hat. And I love it. Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I keep trying to tell you, like, I... We, when I go ask these people to be on the show, they always are going to give you their genuine, authentic selves. And it's so fucking dope, y'all. Um, point me in a direction of somebody that makes that, that can, that's growing plums right now. Because um, I really want, I don't, I don't even know when plum season is. You I just know I like plums. That's a tree. So um, plant you a tree. And that'll be good for the environment, too. And then, guess what? You know, I mean, growing up, you can ask people all around here, like who grew up in Memphis. Uh, you probably ask them out of your family. They had apple trees, plum trees, walnut trees, pecan trees. All that was growing around here. This is, this is like a really good growing zone. So plant you a plum tree. And really, you don't really have to do much to trees once they get mature enough, you know. Probably got nurtured a little bit at first, but Shoot, grow it, plant you a plum tree in your backyard of your own your house. Have you an orchard? I don't own this month. 
I don't own this jump, but I put a. I'm trying to figure out would they kick me? How, how mad would they be if I planted a plum tree in their backyard? We'll figure it out. I do what we I want. We go to the farmers market. Super <laughs> Young Farmers Market on Saturdays from nine to one. I think uh, there's also one on Saturdays downtown. Um, what is it by Grand Central Station? That's nine to one. Cooper Young is all year round. Then there's the South Memphis Farmers Market. Um, there's the Chelsea Farmers Market. Um, so yeah, get 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 with the farmers markets and or and there are also stores. Uh, the Winchester Farmers Market in Winchester and uh, what's that Kirby, and then Cordova's Farmers Market is on Germantown. Uh, yeah, so hit hit the farmers markets up. If if you don't if if you never feel it, uh, you want to grow nothing, you know those should be more quality. Cool. Um, farmers market here I come. So we're gonna go to break. Um, you're listening to Heart Squirrel. I am going to get messy. Um, and this is when y'all this is when y'all like me the most. I don't know why, but y'all like it, so I keep doing it. Stay tuned. Hey, people, it's the Big Hurt, host of Hurt's World. He's a real nice fella. Hurt's World is a safe space for any and everyone to come talk about the different issues and things that affect our culture. From love and relationships to mental health and wellness to pop culture, Hurt's World is here to speak on. Check us out on YouTube or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Also, if you would like to promote your business on Hurt's World, please email us at hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. Again, that's hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. It's time to start thinking about that spring and summer wardrobe. How about checking out some thrifted and vintage clothing at Thinking Thoughts Art. Catch great deals on music tees featuring Beyonce, Run DMC, Lady Gaga, Migos, and more. Check out their new original line. Get in on our motto, Wake and Thinking. Wake up and be thankful for another day. Thinking Thoughts Art also has the new Wake and Thinking Cut and Sew Bucket Hats. The new spring and summer 23 line is available starting April 1st. Check out the full selection online at thinkingthoughts-art.com. Yeah. Welcome back to Hurt's World. I am none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host to be hurt. And she says I'm not. That harlot is a liar. I got that word harlot um, from Coach Mo and Tease because I, I didn't want to. I, I couldn't keep calling folks girlfriends, hoes, and stuff like that. That's disrespectful. So I'm just going to call her harlots. And um, what's the uh, what's the other one? Harlot and um, it's something else. It'll come to me later, but Jezebel gonna be Harlot. Je- there it is. That's the one, Jezebel. <laughs> Harlot, if she don't like it, she's a Jezebel. Um, but no. So now I'm not going to give away anything about power. That's not what we're gonna do. But I am gonna ask a question and use power characters. So, um, in my opinion, Monet, who's the mother, does a lot of competing with her daughter, Diana, whether like, you know, she, um, whether like, I, like she tries to give her that positive reinforcement, but it's always like a backhanded comment. Um, or she's trying to like, you know, you in situations where you would, um, 
uplift your children. She kind of manipulates her children. Um, my question to you, Ashley, is how do you help your clients deal with childhood trauma? That they said at all. Yeah. Um, so trauma processing is a kind of like a long-term thing that we do in therapy. There are a lot of steps, so it's very multifaceted. It's very multi-layered. A really brief overview of how I, in particular, help my clients uh, overcome childhood trauma. I like to specifically ask them to name the trauma. Um, You know, in the therapeutic world, we have like a big T trauma or a little T trauma. So like a little T trauma could be, Oh, you know, I got chased by a dog and now I'm afraid of dogs. So, you know, every dog to me is Cujo. And then big T trauma can be, um, you know, my mother was abusive or, you know, my father was abusive or, you know, we were poor or didn't have, um, you know, food in the home or something like that. So I always encourage my clients to acknowledge what that trauma is specifically because how can you even begin to heal from something you won't put a name to? Um, And then as we process the trauma, I definitely encourage them to point out key players. Who exactly are you upset with? You know, who exactly wronged you? Who traumatized you? I want you to tell me who they are. I want you to detail exactly what they did to you and how it impacted you. And that part, um, I like to do an impact statement. And that's typically... Towards the very end of therapy, when we've processed all of the trauma and and how it impacted them in the four spaces, the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Um, And then at the very end, you know, we do those impact statements. And one of my favorite things about the impact statement is how empowered my clients feel to be able to say, well, you mother love of this and you mother love of that. And, and, you know, they're exposed and they're raw and everything that they're feeling is unfiltered and they feel brave enough to be able to say those things. And typically I have them write these impact statements down. Like they can either handwrite it or they can type it and then they read it to me in session and from there my clients are always like well what do I do with the letter from this point and you know the homegirl and me be like mail it y'all remember those old uh Kermit memes where he had the hood over his face and it was telling you to do something evil that that's like the homegirl and me is like mail it give it to him but I always encourage my clients you know whatever however you need to close this door right because trauma is a part of your story. So even though you have had a chance to process it, you don't, in my opinion, there is no getting over trauma. You just learn to move through it. Um, So what's going to be the best course of action for you? Do you want to bring whoever traumatized you into the session and tell them? Do you want to give them the letter? Do you want to read it to them? Do you want to burn it? Do we need to go outside and get a lighter and burn it and kind of bury it? You know, what exactly do you want to do with this trauma? And then from there, we go into boundary setting. And Brittany, you said something earlier about boundaries that I meant to comment on. I never considered boundaries as self-care. But yes, like... I definitely encourage boundary setting after we have processed all the trauma and what that specifically looks like. Um, And then also realizing that being triggered by something that reminds you of your trauma does not mean that you have not healed 
and it does not mean that you are not healing. Just because I'm walking down the street and I hear Cujo barking doesn't mean that I haven't taken the time to understand that not every dog out there is going to come and attack me. It just means that my body has a biological response to certain stimuli. And then from there, we learn to recognize a trigger, acknowledge a trigger, and deal with the trigger right then and there. Dropping fucking knowledge. Um, Brittany, um, there are a lot of, I don't want to call them, we'll, we'll, we'll call them like diseases or things that fight your body or that, that harm your body. Um, what are some of the best herbs and things that you recommend for somebody who wants to start to start the process of healing and, you know, kind of, you know, get those natural remedies going, you know, after they go to the doctor, um, to, to begin to, to become healthier, a better person. So I think that healing, um, just like teaching your children and all of that thing starts with self again. Um, so I think first, I think before you go to the doctor, you should have, I think it started with you who noticed something was different. I'm sure you tried like something at home and you're like, I need to go to the doctor. So I like to, um, redirect people back to that first. Um, and it's self-assessing like yourself and specific what we leave, what Ashley said, like before I begin to rat off plants and stuff, I'm going to assess your lifestyle, you know? And like Ashley said, hold on, I'm tweaking, but, or I'm unwell, but when is the last time I had a glass of water versus the Cokes? You know, so that's really the first thing I'm going to say is water. You know what I mean? A lot of times we are just dehydrated or we haven't stretched, you know, so people, you know, that's another thing about, you know, plants and herbs. People think that it's okay to just go and take excessively. Oh, because it's natural. Oh, it's really medicine. And there are really chemical constituents in these things. Like I said, medicine that we take is actually made from extracts from this stuff. So you have to be careful, especially when you know that you are not going to be accountable and balance out your choices for yourself, your intake in any way, whether that's media, but specifically we're talking about what goes inside of your body. And so like, if you know you aren't in a space to do um, the work surrounding your diet and your intake as far as no attempts toward the, you know, removing the processed things and cooking at home and mommy. things like that. Yes? Okay, I'll get you oatmeal. Then you just probably need to go ahead and, you know, go to your doctor and take what they've subscribed for you because, again, we're back at the D word, discipline. You know what I mean? And so you asking for herb, but you ain't drank water in three days. I, as a steward of the herbs, I'm not going to recommend you any herb. You know what I mean? But let's say a person has tried. They have drank their water. They were exercising because movement is my problem. I'm having to develop a relationship with exercise because it's vital too. So let's say we're dealing with someone who has, you know, taken accountability. They've tried to incorporate things in a balance. And now they are at a point where they've gotten ill. You know, depending on what they have, 
it starts in your kitchen. You know what I mean? Before we get into the deep herbs, rosemary and oregano are powerhouse healers. Sage, these are antimicrobials, antifungals. Garlic is another one right in your kitchen. Garlic is one of the world's greatest antibacterials. So if you're dealing with any pathogens, any bacteria, um, things like that, add fresh garlic to your food. Add onions to your food. Um, you know, when you were little, I don't know if y'all know, but I come from country women. We got a cold, they would stick an onion on our food with a sock. You know what I mean? That's because those sulfurs are pulling those things out. Like, that's real. And that just shows our connection and how we heal ourselves. Honey is another one. Natural antibacterial right there. Um, lemon and lime. You know, so before we even get all into the, you know, the we can go with the Dr. Stevie stuff, the burdocks and the dandelions and the blood purifiers. Like, have you given your liver water to work with your bowel? To remove waste, just simple. Before I give you the flat belly tea, like literally if you chug water, you probably gonna go to the bathroom. You don't even need the laxative that's in the flat belly tea, which is literally probably paralyzing your colon. Because the more you drink that stuff, all it's doing is contracting, it's taking all of your fluids out, and you ain't even had nothing to put back in there. You ain't even had no water, you know? So, okay, I'm coming. So, that's where I was start first. But again, those kitcheners, put it in your food. Okay, can I have five more minutes? Yeah. Okay, thank you. I'll be there. Five more minutes, okay? Okay. Okay, big girl. Okay, I got you. So, you know, just starting there and, like I said, turn to the kitchen herbs first and foremost before you get into the deep stuff. Rosemary, thyme will clear up a cough so fast. Oregano, garlic, sage, um, marjoram, ginger, cayenne. Um, all of those are all of those are black pepper. You put that with turmeric if you've heard of turmeric inflammation. Like most of them are literally right there, but we don't pay attention to them. Ooh, pick me, pick me. So. Y'all know I went to the hospital in February. Inflammation in my left leg. Um, I work out. Do I eat right? Not all the time. But I do drink a lot of water. I work out. But this inflammation will not go down. What, you know, what, could I, could I take turmeric and, you said turmeric and what? Turmeric and black pepper will give you relief of the symptom. So it depends. I always ask my clients when, when I was in the active consulting, I would always ask my client what they wanted from themselves. Were they trying to remedy and rejuvenate and regenerate the tissues or were they just trying to remedy the symptom? It's a choice. Are you trying to just get the pain gone and it's going to come right back? Or are you trying to not deal with this in your life like me and Ashley? We decided we ain't doing the high blood pressure and the things, right? So it depends on where you are. Because I'm going to be just honest with you. There is no plant that you can take in one dose that's going to compete with the diet. It's just not going to happen. So, and then too, remember, plants are just in natural form. So they haven't been you know, synthesized and no Western medicine, nothing added to them. So they don't have no, you know, take one by mouth every four hours. Now you got to be taking it every two. Cause you got to, you got to be more frequent because Mommy, you ain't dealing with nothing but a plant. You know what I mean? So, Mommy, yeah. 
Okay, big girl. So inflammation is in the processed food. You can take the turmeric, but if you're going to go eat the processed food, it's going to come right back. That's just how it works. Because what's happening is inflammation is mucus. And so mucus comes from things that are refined or that are removed from nature. White flour, which has the bran, the kernel, and the endosperm removed all of the fiber, which is why people don't like brown rice. They say it's too hard. You know, and I'm not speaking against white rice. If you eat it, though, you're going to have to replace that fiber. It's going to have to be a lot, a lot of greens, leafy greens, collards, kales, Brussels sprouts, broccoli. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to ask yourself, am I contributing to my inflammation or am I not? You know what I mean? Because you can take the turmeric. It's going to give you relief, but it's going to be back tomorrow. So, you know. Put your cucumber in your water. Put your lemon peels in your water. Hydrate. Get the fluids off of you. You know what I mean? If you got nothing else from that, drink your water, mind your business. Um, that's what I got from it. Like, I need, I, look, because me, me and Ashley were talking, like, she's like, I was like, because she came on camera, I was like, is that water or tequila? She said, well, it's water. I drink about three liters of water every day. I said, damn, I be struggling trying to get through the, I struggle trying to get through the one. And, um, and she's like, well, yeah, you need to drink more water. And I was like, hmm. I mean, I do, like, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's just hard for me to find bathrooms all the time. Um, Unless y'all just want me out here in, in the streets of Memphis. Queen. Um, I don't do that, by the way. I don't need them. Don't, don't come for me. I, I don't do that. I find bathrooms very often. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, um, we're going to take our last break. Uh, these ladies are going to tell y'all where you can find them if they want to be found. And um, we're going to get up out of here. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Hearts World. It's time to start thinking about that spring and summer wardrobe. How about checking out some thrifted and vintage clothing at Thinking Thoughts Art? Catch great deals on music tees featuring Beyonce, Run DMC, Lady Gaga, Migos, and more. Check out their new original line. Get in on our motto, Waking Thinking. Wake up and be thankful for another day. Thinking Thoughts Art also has the new Waking Thinking Cut and Sew Bucket Hats. The new spring and summer 23 line is available starting April 1st. Check out the full selection online at thinkingthoughts-art.com. Yeah. Hey, people, it's the Big Hurt, host of Hurt's World. He's a real nice fella. Hurt's World is a safe space for any and everyone to come talk about the different issues and things that affect our culture. From love and relationships to mental health and wellness to pop culture, Hurt's World is here to speak on. Check us out on YouTube or anywhere you stream your favorite podcast. Also, if you would like to promote your business on Hurt's World, please email us at hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. Again, that's hurtsworld24 at gmail.com. Welcome back to Hurts World, man. I am none other than your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, Big Hurt. And we have been talking to Brittany and Ashley. Um, Brittany, um, small business owner, herbalist. Um, I, I love that. I loved when you said the youngest Medea you'll you'll probably ever meet. That's that's dope as hell. Um. But before you tell everybody where they can find you, 
Um, I did a little look, did a, did a little research, or did a little looking on your on your on your website. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me was it said, "Wait, where did it go?" You were a. Hold on, where you go? I'm scrolling, trying to scroll up. Um, it was listing all the things that you were. Hold on. Artesian maker, advocate, grower, guide, homesteader, nutrition specialist, herbalist, and cultural storyteller. Now, what I want to know before you get up out of here, what is a cultural storyteller? And can you tell us a story real quick? I've told you a lot of them today on the call. I told you the story of black farmers. Well, I ain't tell you the story, but if you ain't know 40 acres and a mule, look that up. But uh, I told you the stories about how we, how we took care of ourselves with roots. I just told you a story about the onion and the sock. So I tell the stories of our culture and our ways of being. Um, and specifically, too, um, when I say, like, learning food ways um, or even sharing stories about food ways, um, getting us to honor that, you know, yes, the way we have learned to eat um, is not favorable to our health, but it is what we have, and it has brought us together. You know what I mean? Um, it has given us legacy. It has given us uh, wealth. Um, Southern-style cuisine is a worldwide thing. It has given us, um, I mean, you know, y'all saw the movie Soul Food. Y'all, y'all saw that. That's who we are. So it's more so now about getting us back to that, but in a healthier way. So, okay, if you have fried fish, really, that doesn't have to be an unhealthy meal. I mean, you got it in a gluten-free flour, which is cornmeal, then you have fish, and then you can just really skip on the bread and possibly do all greens and beans or something. You know, there is a way without the pork meat, in fact, you know what I'm saying, um, but still with the same flavor. And then, again, if you want to do pork, try to farm or try to shop with a farmer. But really, those stories are about um, honoring who we are, what we had to go through. Because we made soul food out of rations. You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, so that's what I do. I tell those stories in a way in which um, it's, it's, it's shifting us back to ourselves and regenerating or reinventing how that looks is what I was saying. But yeah, I've told plenty of stories. Very dope. Very dope. And if y'all didn't catch the stories, re-listen to this shit. Like, I don't... Look. Re-listen to this shit for two reasons. One, we need the streams. Two, you may have missed one, two, three, four, five things. So you need to re-listen to it so that you can pick up on the, the, the gems or the things that you missed. So, listen to it three, four times. Um, Ashley, we'll start with you. Um, where can they find you if you want to be found? What you got coming up? What uh, What can we look forward to? 
I can't even get past how adorable Brittany's daughter is. Like, I want to put her in my pocket and take her home with me. Like, she's so precious. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. <laughs> You're welcome. And my homegirl said, fix her oatmeal. And she ain't going to ask me no more <laughs> Um, so and I think I may have said this to you last time and I have not followed through on this. Um, you can guys can definitely follow me at underscore underscore ash dot bash on Instagram. Um, as of right now, my Instagram is very personal. So you see me being at work, you see me out to brunch, you see me just living my life. Um, I am focused primarily on studying for my clinical exam that's coming up very soon. So me kind of having that social media presence for the influencer side, the therapist side, I've not just yet done that, but definitely stay tuned. Um, I do have a couple of things that I am planning. Once I get this clinical license, I do have a couple of things that I'm super excited to share with the world. And when it does come into fruition, I can speak on it. I would love to come back because then when you ask me, I'll have all the socials and everybody can follow me. But if they want to keep up with what I'm doing, um, uh, if they want to keep up with what I'm doing, they can definitely follow me on Instagram. If they want to connect about therapy right now, I am not accepting clients. But if they want to get on the wait list, they can definitely email me at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, Lucas, L-U-C-A-S, dot therapy at gmail.com. Or they can Google me and I should pop up on psychology today. Real quick, um, if you were accepting new clients. Mm-hmm. Do you let your clients like sit on your? Do you got like a couch and stuff? I like. I always wonder. I, I haven't got the whole come in, sit on the couch uh, therapy uh, feel yet. Like my mine has all been telehealth, and I count them when I, I feel like I'm not like. Now don't get me wrong. I love therapy. I advocate for it all the time, but I need to sit on. I want to sit on somebody's couch. So back when I first started doing therapy, like in a group practice setting, I did have an office and like my tagline was come sit on my couch, beloved. Like that was my tagline. I said it in all of my posts. Um, When I transitioned over to DeNovo, um, I strictly was only seeing clients telehealth. Primarily out the gate, I probably will only be seeing clients telehealth. I cannot wait to get back into the office as someone who has worked with a therapist both in person and telehealth there is a huge difference you know I think the telehealth is very convenient you know it's if I need to sit in my car on my lunch break if I um you know if I'm if I'm if I'm Brittany and I'm a mom and baby girls asking me for oatmeal but I really gotta go and get this cry out like I definitely think that telehealth is effective um but I will also say that you know there is nothing greater and I say this as a therapist and a client there is nothing greater than sitting on the couch across from my therapist. I mean, the atmosphere alone is healing. I told my therapist, I said, I will be glad when you officially go back into the office, if you ever do, because your office smells like good vibes and hooks. And I don't know how to quantify that. I don't know how to qualify that, but that's what it smelled like. So, you know, if you ever get the chance to take advantage of like physically going and sitting on somebody's couch, I 100%, you know, get your gas money. Gas is like $3.39 a gallon, but whatever. Get your gas money, drive to your therapist's office, sit on their couch because you will feel so much better after you get out. 
Um, shout out to Dr. D. Barry one more time. I'm going I'm to come sit on your couch. I, don't, I ain't figured out how we're going to do it. So I don't think she has a couch. I really, I really, it's been a minute since I've been in the office. I'm no longer with DeNovo. Um, it's been a minute since I've been there, but I don't feel like she has a couch. She has a chair. There's a couple of chairs. We're going to be, I, whether it's ca- it's a couch, a chair. You just want to be. Gonna yeah, she's going to she gonna say, Mr. Morgan, you ain't got no sense. I don't know why you talking about me on that podcast like that. But this, you know, you know, I love you, Doctor Doctor Dear. Uh, we we gonna meet in person, and we gonna have to sit down, and she's gonna tell me about myself. But it's all good. Brittany, uh, where can they find you? What you got coming up? Um, all that good stuff. Okay, you can find me on my website. It is charlotteandpickens.com forward slash cp links and you can find everything there i recently uh, launched the free black farmers campaign and um sold out it was very successful um the next installment of shirts will be coming out but the lettering will be all brown this time i'll never do double colors again um i will be at an event um may 27th I'm not sure of the location yet, but we'll be doing an event called Pot Liquor uh, around the garden, around food conversations. And so please come. You'll, there'll be more cultural stories um, that I will tell. Um, and yeah, that's what I'm working on. It is a dope website. Um, it is, we were joined by two dope individuals, um, and I really, really appreciate y'all taking time out and kicking it with me inside of her world. Um, this is episode 49. So the next time y'all hear my voice, I will be hyped. I will be lit. I will be 36. Um, it'll be the one year anniversary of her world. It'll be um, also my birthday. There are a lot of things that I want to do. Um, there's been talk of having like four or five different guests. There's been talk of having a shot toast. Um, there's been talk of different people just coming to kick it. Um, you know, so I don't know what we're planning for episode 50. Or the one year anniversary, but um, I really just want to thank um, everybody that has come and, and and graced us with their presence throughout this you know this one this one year of Hearts World um, in going to this you know these fifty episodes that we've been able to produce and put out um, you know so there's more coming. Y'all got to get through this one. Also, if you have not, make sure y'all enter the giveaway um, for the $50 Amazon gift card. You have to subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, comment, share, or like, comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, leave a comment with one, you know, with um, your favorite guest or something crazy somebody said, or even just something that you've heard me say. Um, that'll get you entered into the giveaway, and then um, we'll send you your gift card if you win. 
So um, until the next time you hear my voice, um, as always, you don't work, you don't eat, you got to crawl before you can walk, walk before you can run, and man, run before you can fly. I am your girlfriend's favorite podcast host, to be hurt. And I see y'all when I see y'all.